Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by a woman on a mission. At four, she had the goal of being the first astronaut to Mars. Her book, Dream Big, How to Reach for Your Stars, is her roadmap for success. We welcome Abigail Harrison. Hi, thanks for having me on. Astronaut Abby, let's go beyond the mic. In your book, you say, quote, the more you care and value something, the more doubt to feel about it, unquote. How do you overcome doubt to achieve your goals? Absolutely. Doubt is a big struggle that a lot of people face, and it's something that I especially have faced because I have such a big and, if you pardon the space pun, out-of-this-world dream and have been so vocal about sharing my dream with the world, I've faced a lot of doubt surrounding it. And I think that one of the ways that we can overcome doubt around our dreams and aspirations is by doing just that, by being really vocal about them, by being willing to follow down the path no matter what comes and saying that the, and it it sounds a little cheesy when you say it, but I promise this is true, that the journey towards a dream is just as worthwhile as achieving the dream itself. I think that is the best medicine that you can get against doubt is to say that no matter what happens in the long term, it is important to um, value the journey as well. And even if you don't end up making it, is it is still worthwhile to have chased after your big dream. Your book wants to help kids achieve their goals, no matter if it's space or any type of goal. Now, was it helpful for you chasing your own goals? Absolutely. So I felt that this book was really important to write because I've been chasing after my dream for a couple of decades now. I'm 23 now, and I've been aspiring to be an astronaut ever since I was about three or four years old. And I wish that I'd had a roadmap like this. I wish that I'd had guidance when I was growing up because I've had to collect and collate and um, you know, learn a lot of these tools and skills that I put in this book. I've learned them piecemeal over the years. And I consider myself to be really fortunate to have had so many opportunities and experiences to meet people who I've learned these skills and tools from. But it's something that not everyone has. Not everyone has people in their life who are able to teach them these things. Not everyone is able to meet the people that I have and learn how to chase after a dream or a goal. And so I wanted to make sure that all of those things were collected in one place and were really available and accessible to everyone. Who's your biggest mentor who guided you? One of my biggest mentors is astronaut Luca Parmitano, who I met when I was 13 years old by chance in an airport. And I recognized him and I went up and I introduced myself to him and asked him if I could interview him. And he ended up not only allowing me to interview him, but also to... He sat down with me for about an hour and gave me all sorts of advice about becoming an astronaut, about chasing after this dream. And then at the end of that, he gave me his email address and he said, if you have any more questions, you can email me. I will be your astronaut. And he stayed true to that promise. And over the years, he has been willing to answer any questions I've had. He's been there to support and to lift me up in big moments during my life as I chase after this dream. And he's really shown me the value of reaching out a helping hand to other people and making sure that you keep the door open behind you after you've already achieved your dream. Now, how important is STEM education for the future of our country, in your opinion? I think it's vital. I think that it cannot be overstated how important STEM education is. I think that if we want to continue to, let me rephrase that. I think that we as a generation are facing a lot of big issues and 
in order to solve them, we are going to need new solutions. And a lot of those will come from STEM, so science, tech, engineering, and math. And so if we want to be able to solve these problems, and not just solve problems, but go beyond that and do great things like going to Mars and other great things, we need to be supporting the generations who are growing up right now, people who are still in school, people who are young kids in having access and inspiration in STEM so that in the future they will be the scientists, the engineers, the mathematicians, all of these people who will have the skills and resources that they need to solve big problems. All the proceeds of your book is going to benefit the Mars generation of 501c3. Why did you do this and why was this important to you? So the Mars Generation is a 501c3 nonprofit that I co-founded about five years ago. And it is really near and dear to my heart because I want every young person around the world to have opportunities to be inspired, to be excited, and then to be supported in STEM fields. And that's what the Mars Generation does. And so when I wrote this book, I knew that it was the right thing to donate all the proceeds that I make from it. Abby, how close are you to your dreams? And How has this attempt changed you? I would say that I am within a decade of achieving my goal of becoming an astronaut, probably a couple decades out from going to Mars. If I don't achieve this goal, it will still have been the most incredible experience I can imagine and the most worthwhile thing to have done. I have not only gotten to travel around the world to speak in classrooms, at conferences, at space centers, I have also gotten to meet and be inspired by people who are in the space industry. I have also developed myself as a person through learning languages such as Russian and Mandarin Chinese, through things like getting a pilot's license and an advanced scuba license, skydiving, all of those types of things that I've done to bolster my my resume to become an astronaut have also been life experiences that to me are worthwhile on their own and, and really have broadened my horizons. Time's running out, so it's time for the Rocky Nate. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure favorite nasa mission i'm a big fan of apollo 13 i'm a sucker for a uh, a comeback story <laughs> <laughs> okay what's your favorite beyonce song Ooh, single ladies <laughs> what's your favorite club you joined at college the astro club it's <laughs> i know you expected it <laughs> who was the last person who made you cry My mom made me cry a couple days ago when she told me how proud my great-grandfather, who passed away um, about 10 years ago, would have been to see where I am now. I know you like to bake, so what was the last thing you baked? I made some really bad bread, just like everyone else during this pandemic. (laughs) Now, being an astronaut, you have to have a scientific thing that you want to research. What's that scientific thing you want to research when you visit Mars? I am really interested in astrobiology. So that's what my past research experience is in, is astrobiology or the search for life. And I'm really keen on looking not only at whether or not Mars has had life in the past, but if it's capable of supporting life in the future. What's the favorite thing that you did while you were at space camp? It's got to be the underwater astronaut trainer, the neutral buoyancy simulator, where essentially you get to go and scuba dive and do a simulated mission. And you happen to remember, I mean, you may not, do you happen to remember your first science fair experiment? I do. I, um, I'm pretty sure I did some sort of project about how... Uh, I was like five years old or something. I did some project about how colors separate when you add water to them or something. Her goal is to be the first astronaut to Mars. Her book, Dream Big, is out now. We thank our friend, astronaut Abby, a.k.a. Abigail Harrison, for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And that, my friends... 
Piano Mike. 